Let me see under your tongue. Let me go like this. Very good. Did you actually take your gum out for this? Fuck you. Fuck you. It was on the top of his gums. Yeah, well. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue. Welcome back to Whoa, Dad. This is getting harder and harder the longer we're away from each other. Not my abandonment issues, just trying to get him on the podcast and to get a dialogue going. It was much easier in person. And I need to figure out how to get to New Orleans. But, you know, I guess there's a pandemic. Today, we are doing the drug talk. Now, what you need to know is that my dad pulls out his computer a bunch to do research as we're talking. I gave him a heads up because he gets anxiety about doing the podcast. If he's in a bit of a funk or whatever mood he's in, he gets anxiety that I'm going to pull stuff out of the blue. When he when we were in person, he was totally fine with it. But now that we do it over Zoom and he isn't in the flow, he gets a little bit in his head. So to be fair, I'm like, okay, today we're going to talk about this. So I gave him a heads up, dad, I want to talk about drugs. I'm going to ask you about shrooms because I have a question to ask you. And I didn't tell him what the question is, but I think he decided to do his research while we do the podcast. So there's a couple of times in there, maybe only one, where out of the blue, he says something and it's because he's just read this article and I kept it in there. It's a little bit confusing, but I kept it in there because it's a crazy story. Today, I want to have the drug talk. Okay. This is something that... Uh, you didn't have to deal with. So I figure that... Uh, are you going to talk in that baby voice you got? Yeah, Dad. No, 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 no. Okay, keep going. So my mom, when I was a kid, she brought me into her room and Dateline was on. It was an episode about ecstasy. And she made me sit there and watch it. And I was afraid to do ecstasy to this day because of it. Well, that's good. That's it's, very good. No, it's not because it like made me a loser. You know what I mean? Like loser. Why? Well, like people are doing ecstasy. Like when I was in university, people were like doing ecstasy and stuff like that. Didn't your mom find out that you smoked pot or something? Did she find out that I smoked pot? I think she told me. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't well, remember her finding that out. And you got grounded and everything. Maybe. You no, that was. I was a cheerleader. You what? I was a cheerleader and there was initiation in grade 10. And we all went to the head cheerleader's house and there was Smirnoff ice. And we chugged Smirnoff ice. Like what the game is like you take a bottle of Smirnoff and you put it, you hide it. And then you, when you find it, if you're the one who finds it, then you have to chug it. You have to like get down on the floor and chug it. So 
I got so wasted. And then the next day I was throwing up all morning and my mom was like, you drank. And I was like, no, it was the fish, which we had like two days prior. And she fucking grounded me. Actually, she grounded me a year before that because I went to semi-formal. Wait, dad, dad. Oh, sorry. Thank you. This is good because this is all the stuff that I did and I'm, I'd like to know what you would do, which is why I'm going to get advice about drugs from you. So in semi-formal grade nine, we went to my friend Lorena, who's a listener. We went to her basement and we drank because her parents went out for dinner. But I didn't really drink. I had like a half a Mickey of Bacardi, which do you guys have Mickey's in America? Mickey's? Mickey's, yeah. yeah. And I had like a little sip, like I remember drinking it out of the cap and Lorena, whose house it was, got so messed up. We went to semi-formal and she was so drunk and she was trying to get up the escalator when the stairs were going down. And then the principal saw her. She got taken away. Uh, She actually had alcohol poisoning. She got taken to the hospital. What? Yeah. She was okay and my my mom because i was there grounded me for two months two months two months lorena got grounded for a month i was grounded for two months it was hell i was like what the fuck and and that's the other thing is like yeah i had alcohol but i didn't actually drink it i was in because it's like because i didn't tell her like you couldn't go out you just could go to school and come home yeah I couldn't talk on the phone. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. But if you were with my mom, I'm sure you would have just let her do it, right? Would you have fought her on it? No. No, I wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been worth it. But you would have felt bad for me. I mean, who knows? I know. Two months? No, man. No. I wouldn't have. Did you ever get grounded for... What? Did you ever get grounded for drinking or doing drugs? No, no. Really? Really. I, I mean, I, I didn't do anything in high school. I was like working and practicing and stuff. I wasn't. Wow. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So then when, when you started going on the road, is that when you started trying stuff? No. Once I got out of high school, I started doing stuff. And was that associated with music? Yes and no. I mean, it, this was the 70s, so it wasn't as strict as it was the 70s were really 70s and 80s um until reagan got in oh it was nixon that said uh, it was a war on drugs and that's when everything changed right right yeah but but before that everybody was doing stuff with impunity i mean it, it was just no big deal so what was the most popular drug it was most it was more psychedelics right like when i was in university, like the drug for my generation, I feel like is Coke was right for you guys. Was it more psychedelics? No, it was, uh, well, we had quaaludes back then. Have you ever heard of quaaludes? Yeah, but I'm not too familiar with them. What are they again? They're, they're a sedative, but a very cool sedative. It was very cool. I mean, it was, it felt really, really good to do quaaludes. How long would it last? Um, about eight hours. Damn. But a friend of mine, he went up to New York. I mean, he they were doing a lot of quaaludes, but um, 
on the flight home to see his parents, he OD'd on the plane on Quaaludes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. What they think happened was that his gag reflex wasn't working because it was he had too many drugs to be able to cough it up. He was he choked. And then they did an autopsy and he was yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah, I think I'm still trying to understand it because like I'm a hypochondriac. So when I hear this stuff, I'm like, okay, now I want to figure out what happened. So he got on the plane and he started choking first or he just started ODing and they couldn't get him to throw up because he had too many uh, pills in his body. Um, I don't know how many quaaludes he did, um, but it was, uh, I don't know, I don't, I didn't know, I wasn't there, but I knew that when I found out he died on, on, on the plane, man, that it really freaked me out. So when your friend OD, did you still do the quaaludes or were you like, no way? Yeah, I think I did. No, I was, I was on other things, I think. How many friends did you have that OD'd? Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but I, in Europe, somebody died in the band OD'd. Fuck. Really? Yeah. Damn. So when you did drugs, were you ever like scared that something would happen to you? No. That's no. like my biggest thing. Is that? But but yeah. but di- what what did happen? <clears throat> I was on the road and uh, somebody put made brownies. Yeah. I ate like f- four brownies, or there were cup for something. It was a it was a party after the the gig, and uh, I ate them, and then I found out that there was like four grams of hash in the whole batch. But I didn't know. I just was hungry. <laughs> the first two days, I had to be carried onto the plane. Actually, no, I was driven to the next gig. I couldn't make the flight. No. Uh, yeah, and I and there were people that thought I was never going to be able to come back to normal. No. And, and I didn't think I was going to be come back to normal. I mean, it was like forever, and it was horrible. They had to fly somebody in. I couldn't do the gig. Shut it was horrible. Shut the fuck up. And the person that did it uh, got fired. Whoa. Yeah. It was horrible. Oh, my God. They had to fly someone in? Yep. Yep. Did you have, like, meltdowns? Did you cry? I was too out of it, man. I was, like, in another world. It was crazy. It was really scary. That That was scary. When I was in high school, I smoked weed, and I had not as bad as you did, but I had what you had where... I smoked a lot of weed. I got really high. And then the next day I still felt high. And then the next day and it got to the point, I think it lasted about five or six days and my vision was blurry. I couldn't see straight. And my mom, I didn't tell her, but I had to go to an optometrist because I couldn't see properly. And I didn't know if it was like, was my vision or the weed. And I remember crying in gym class because I was like, I'm still high and it wouldn't go away. What, when, when was that? That was when I was in grade nine. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Pot, okay. yeah. Yeah. Pot has always made me paranoid and I hate yeah, that feeling. Yeah, me too, but you still smoke it. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Dad, weed is legal. <laughs> Weed is legal. <laughs> Dad, everybody's, everybody is like every adult, everyone your age, 
is doing the weed, man. You're okay. Okay, you're good. Except for the gum that's in your mouth. That's not good, but the weed is good. So, okay. So this is my question. Hey, Dad. Yes? Uh, I, I want to try mushrooms, but I'm not sure if I should do them. I guess I'm doing it as an adult. I'm doing it as an adult. Okay. Because, like... <laughs> you grow up fast. Hey, Dad, I've done mushrooms a bunch. Um, I do them a lot, especially during quarantine. But I just do them, like, a little bit when I'm, you know, drinking with my friends. I think it's funnier to be a kid saying I'm drinking with my friends. And... Because you know how I've been going through, like, a weird rut. You know, I've been very insecure and self-conscious and insecure you know, anxiety. Uh-huh. My witch friend was like, oh, I got a message. A witch? You need to unblock some stuff. Is this, <laughs> you is should it, do it, mushrooms. I, it, really? Did somebody actually say this? Yes. Wait, who? My friend, who's a comic, and she's a witch. What do you mean a witch? Okay, so she like, she's like psychic, like she has those powers. It, is it good or negative i mean is it oh it's good she's a good witch okay yeah she's a good witch um but the other thing too is that with all my healers like everybody's like you're blocked obviously it's what they say to get money but i do feel like the last time i did mushrooms was on new year's and i did like a little bit of them and i was like giggly and happy and when she said that i need to do mushrooms to unblock shit i was like intrigued so i'm like okay she said doing acid or mushrooms, like do a psychedelic because then you can like go into yourself. But I'm way too afraid of acid to do it by myself. So she was like, if you do mushrooms, do them by yourself so you can like explore and like go deep within. Um, oh, man, I don't know about that. That's terrifying, right? So I'm like, I don't know if. So my question was, hey, dad, should I do mushrooms like with Matt and just do a lot of them and hang out? And see what happens, or should I do them on my own to reach higher frequency? And I feel like you know what I mean. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, you did MDMA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was spiritual. No, because it's a chemical. Like MDMA, you don't hallucinate. You no, just no, no, feel no, but really you, good. you feel like you love everybody. At least I did. Yeah, me too. But that's a, that's not like bringing up your blocks or like what's deep down, right? Like I, well, I don't know. You've done more drugs than me. So that's why I'm asking. How, how do you know? Um, just because like I read your autobiography in Jocko. So I know Okay. you came from the, I don't even have to know that all you right, came from right, the seventies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. She also offered, she was like, I'll sit with you not do them and I can be like the shaman of your trip if you want to like do them properly. But then I'm like, if I did them with Matt, would I be distracted or yeah. What do you think? Like, should I do them in your experience? You always did them with, with people? Uh, no, I, I, I've done them by myself. I did them okay. by myself. And what happened? I didn't have a bad trip or, you know, uh, what's it called? It wasn't, a big deal. It wasn't like I wasn't hallucinating or anything like that. Like the walls weren't bending or anything like that. It wasn't like every time I've done stuff like that, whether it's acid or psilocybin mushrooms, everything was easy to do. You know what I mean? Like in Japan, it was legal. 
you could buy them in a bodega, like a a baggie of them for for twenty bucks. Did that make you feel safer taking them? It did, but also the I did them with a friend of mine, the conductor, and and um, he was begging me the whole trip to do it, you know. And I kept saying no, that no, no, no. And finally, I said, okay, I'll do it, you know. And um, we did them, and and we were just feeling great. And and I remember going, walking up flights of stairs, and it was like I was gliding up the stairs. It was it was just no way. Yeah, but I knew I was walking, but I didn't feel any resistance. You know, your body was kind of like weightless. But never did I get into some heavy, heavy trip where I was hallucinating. Now this person that wants you to do them and she's going to supervise. Who is she and how old is she and what kind of experience does she have and has she done it before? Well, she uh like she's done acid and shrooms and stuff before and on her own, but it's it's not like she's like an ayahuasca shaman or anything like that. But I guess I just have never like cuz everybody says like shrooms are good for depression and I've never done them for that. Right, right. I always do them like when I'm drinking. So I wanted to ask your advice and opinion of what you think I should do. What's the reason you're doing them to begin with? I want to do them to figure out what my block is, like what my deep demon is. Okay, okay. So I would like the self-discovery spiritual journey. I I did some TED Talks on this. You mean you listened to TED Talks? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I did TED Talks. Can you listen you to te- TED Talks. <laughs> you weren't on TED Talks. Okay. I, isn't, is do an adverb or a verb? Can you do? Do. It's a verb. No, it's an adverb, isn't it? Um. The only thing I got to say to you about any of this stuff is do your research. But if you want to do stuff that, that you can uh, get rid of demon-wise, um, gosh, you're in L.A., aren't you? Yes. Did you just remember that? <laughs> yeah, uh, but while I was t- talking to you, I was thinking about other things that could do the same thing. Like what? Hypnotherapy. Ah, okay. Have you ever done it? I did it in LA, and it was unbelievably amazing. Okay, yeah. tell me about it. Okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying I don't know anything about hypnotism. I don't know how it's done. I don't know how it works mechanically in the brain. I don't know any of the schematics of how the brain works with hypno- being hypnotized. But I, I, it's, it's a deep state of relaxation and suggestion, right? So I met this person at a club. It was uh, Lancashire and Ventura Boulevard, somewhere around there. Well, you were at a club and you met the person at the club? Yeah. Like you're doing a gig and you just met a hypnotist. Yes. So I went there and uh, she sat me down and she says, listen, just relax. And I'm just going to uh, talk to you about some stuff. I'm going to do some suggestions that I want you to visualize. And so I, I was sitting there, and after about 15 minutes, she, she said, listen, I, I'd like for you to visualize that I'm tying a, a helium balloon to your left arm. And I remember this really vividly, and I don't remember vividly. You know what I mean? You don't really remember much, so this is very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is, yeah. Um. So she would tie the balloon, you know, and I would visualize that. And then we'd start talking. And then she'd say, oh, I'm going to tie another balloon. And this went on for about 15 minutes. And every few minutes, she would stop and put balloons in. About six balloons, my hands felt lighter. It felt literally like I was being 
the arm was being pulled up. Wow. And I was dealing with some really dark stuff at the time, right? And How uh, old were you? 29, maybe. Anyway, so <clears throat> eventually I started getting the hang of it. And she would say, I'm going to take you mediumly deep today, and or I'm going to take you pretty deep. She would always ask me while I was in that state, would you like to be taken deeper? And I'd say yes, and she would talk me into a deeper state. But I, my consciousness was aware of it. But this one time, she said, can I take you deep? I go, yes. So I went deep, and can I take you deeper? So I went really deep into hypnosis. And she talked me through moving my consciousness from my frontal vortex of the front of the brain all the way into my stomach because that's where I that's where I have all my anxiety and depression and sadness or whatever I'm going through it's 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 in my stomach where I feel the being uncomfortable it's like a tight stomach you know what I mean yeah so anyway being in this deep hypnosis I was able to actually go into my stomach and just release all this shit. Now, I don't know if it was physically in my stomach or was it was suggested it was in my stomach. It's, it's kind of irrelevant where where it actually lived. Yeah. But I left there losing all of what I was screwed up about. Really? You see shit, man, and remember stuff that you don't in your normal consciousness. You're in a different state. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Yeah. There's something that freaks me out about people going into my brain a little bit. How do you know who to trust? You know what I mean? Well, you got to, <laughs> that's the whole deal is like tr trust with a therapist. You got to be honest. Right. If you're not honest, you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. It took me two years before I trusted my therapist. But as far as drugs and psilocybin mushrooms, it makes you in the moment. But sometimes it would give me anxiety, just a little. Sure, you know shrooms. what I mean? Yeah. What about what about acid? Between acid and shrooms, which did you have a better experience? First of all, I would not do acid now. How come? Because you just don't know what what's in it. You know, mushrooms are like organic; they come from the earth. You know, it's a mushroom. It looks like a mushroom. It tastes like a mushroom. It's a mushroom. Yeah. Quacks like a duck, walks like a duck. It's a mushroom. <laughs> so when anyway, you're on yeah. mushrooms, yeah, it, absolutely. You know, it's just where you live, it, it's just a lot of people are trying to make money. Yeah, but also, Dad, not even, this is a great, want to hear a crazy story? To Yeah. Not even here in Toronto. They're my friend's friend's sister. They, her and her husband had a kid. They went to their friend's house, another couple. Both of these couples have kids, have like newborn babies. and Not newborn. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. And they are hanging out and they're like, do you want to do some blow? I have some. They hadn't done it in so long and they did it. And then the husband of my friend's friend's sister. Does that make sense? My friend. Her friend, a sister. person, a person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, her husband woke up and everyone around him was passed out, not moving. He couldn't move his body. He was paralyzed. And then he finally like was able to move a little bit and he turned in. His wife was just dead, 
next to him. And that's why I'm saying I don't know if the blow killed all three of them except for him. I don't know, but it killed his wife. There you go. Yeah. It was probably cut with... Fentanyl. It was cut with fentanyl. There you go. But that's why I say don't do blow in L.A. or I guess Toronto is another big city, but unless you know where you're getting it from... And even so, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's off. What an awful story. Isn't that horrible? God, it would kill me. I know. It's that's that's why I get scared to do drugs because of that exact story. I mean, I wouldn't do a pill that's supposed to be psilocybin mushrooms if it wasn't labeled, you know, because the the black market is so. Well, I don't. I already have mushrooms. And what form? Mushroom form. Oh, great. Yeah. Where are they? They are in my bedroom. Do you want to see them? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh. This is the time. This is my favorite time, like you did last time, when you uh, spoke to the listeners while I go and I walk away. Okay. 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 <sighs> She loves you. How did you? Nicole. I put I put gum in my mouth, but I'm really gonna concentrate not to chew. <clears throat> did you find him? Yeah. 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 Matt just texted me saying if you're chewing on this podcast, I'm going to punch your dick. (laughs) Out of all the, out of all the body parts, you kick. (laughs) Is he monitoring this? No, he just texted me that. (laughs) How how did he know? I don't know, but he's probably sick of it. (laughs) Let me see. Okay. Where'd you get those? Um, I got them from my friend uh, who got them from someone else. Okay. Um, do you have branches in there? Yes. I'll tell you what. T- next time you do it, yeah. if you want to write something or if you want to do something, just take it like a take a head of mushroom. Okay. Right? Chew it a couple times and let it sit right here. Oh, okay. Next to your salvatory glands. Okay. And see how you feel in an hour. But then, but that doesn't answer the like, Dad, what do you think is the best way for me to do mushrooms? Should I keep doing it with friends or should I do it on my own to find myself? You shouldn't do them at all. (laughs) Very good, Dad. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's very good. That's very good. Hey, Dad, yes. I'm going to do mushrooms whether you say I can or can't because I'm a teenager and you're a fucking loser. And I don't care what you have to say. So listen, just be straight up. Should I do them on my own to find myself or should I just do them for fun? You shouldn't do them at all. Listen, Dad, I told you that I was not going to listen to your loser advice so I'm going to do it anyway and tell me the way that should I find myself or should I do them with my friends? You could do whatever you want, but if I find out, I'm going to shave your head. 
Okay. Okay. That's scary. That's fucking scary. <laughs> I don't know why my mom never said something like that because that is <laughs> terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's the deal with the whole thing. All kidding aside. Okay. There's a there's a lot of evidence f- from post traumatic stress, people being shot in in wars and all kinds of stuff. And there are places you can go and do ayahuasca here legally with with a practitioner that knows what to do. I wouldn't do anything like that. You know, it might take you back to a, a, an unhappy time and, you know. Yeah, so do you have any, hey, Dad, do you have any tips about what to do if I start to trip and I have a bad, unhappy time? Did you ever have that happen? No, I haven't, but it's different for everybody. How have you not had that happen to you? That's very lucky. Well, when I did the acid, I was doing it with people that I knew that it wasn't going to be cut with anything you know, yeah. bad. Wow. <laughs> Magic mushrooms grew in a man's blood. No. Mushrooms are found growing in man's vein after injected with, oh, he injected it. No, but still keep reading that story. What? A man brewed a tea from magic mushrooms and injected the concoction into his veins. Several days later, he ended up at the emergency department with fungus growing in his blood. Yeah, he did it right into his blood, not through his stomach, right? And then what happened? The man spent 22 days in the hospital with eight of those days in the intensive care unit where he received treatment for multi-system organ failure. Oh, my God. Now released, he is still being treated with long-term regimens of antibiotics, antifungal drugs. By injecting shrimps into the bloodstream, the 30-year-old patient had hoped to relieve symptoms of bipolar disorder and opioid addiction. According to the report, his family members noted that he had recently stopped adhering to his prescribed bipolar medication. Jesus Christ. He filtered the tea by drawing it through a cotton swab before injecting it into his body. In the following days, he became lethargic and nauseated, and his skin began to turn yellow. He soon developed diarrhea and began vomiting. His family found him and took him to the emergency room, noting concern that he also seemed confused. The doctors noted that he could not participate in a meaningful interview due to his altered mental state. Multiple organs, the liver, kidneys, began to fail, and the man was transferred to the ICU. Jesus Christ. His blood tested positive for bacterial infection, and a fungal infection from syllabide cubensis, meaning the mushrooms he injected was now growing in his blood. That is dead. Dead. Yeah. I don't. I don't like this story, but keep reading. <laughs> okay. This uh, is topping when my mom showed me the ecstasy Dateline episode. Oh, really? I'm cringing. Are you not like grossed out by this? No. Is it maybe because like you aren't ever really going to do mushrooms again in the rest of your life, so you don't have anything to worry about? No, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to boil mushrooms, you know, strain them through a cotton swab and inject them in my arm. 
Yeah. But what if you have like a cut in your mouth though, and it gets in the in your blood through your mouth? Good point. Thank you. In addition to antibiotic and anti-infugal drugs, the man needed to be placed on a ventilator after he experienced acute respiratory failure. Now, you know what that is? I don't want to know, but tell me what it is. Incubated is what they do with COVID patients that are dying. They they, They sedate you and put this breathing machine down your esophagus. Yeah. That's what happened to him. Uh, In addition to antibiotic and antifungal drugs, the man needed to be placed on a ventilator after he experienced acute respiratory failure. After fluids built up in his air sacs of the lungs. Thankfully, the patient survived this ordeal and was later discharged from the hospital. Like I could see drinking it because it's going through your digestive system and it's being broken down with all the acid in your stomach and it, you know... But he did it directly into his blood, which went through his liver, his pancreas, his spleen, his kidneys. Fuck. Oh, my God. And then, you know, I'm sure it grew grew in his, you know, digestive system. But it's a dangerous world out there because people are doing cutting weed with all kinds of shit. And, And who knows where they got them from, you know, like. For instance, LSD would be something that I would have to really know the source. If and I wouldn't do it anyway because you wouldn't, uh, huh? You wouldn't do it anyways. Acid now, no. So your advice as a dad is you don't want you don't think that I should do acid. No, not not in today's world, man. But don't don't just go. No, I'm not going to do it. Do the research. Okay. Like do like I'm telling you. I watched about four TED Talks. Two of them were totally boring and they were horrible. But this one guy was really interesting and he really explained in, in how it works and how science is exploding because they're finding what it does for the brain and how it, it connects new neurons and stuff. It's really cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So to close it all off, Dad, what... Drugs, should I not do? List them. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't do acid, especially in L.A. Okay. Uh, yeah, because you got gangs trying to make bread. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, I mean, you do blow once in a while, right? No. Okay, good. Don't do blow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say if I did say I do blow? Huh? What were you going to say if I did say I do blow? I don't know. I mean, I can't tell you what to do and what not to do. From your life experience, dad, from you living, being dad, being older than me, having a life, having a life. What what drugs are you like, eh, not worth it? Eh, you don't need to do that. It depends on who you're talking to, where you get it from. In other words, you know some high profile people through your mom, you know, and they're they're they get this they get the right person to get them the stuff okay if i have the right high profile people assuming i'm going to be very successful yeah. what what drug should i do blow okay <laughs> okay no, no don't no don't do blow um yeah but everybody says that when they do blow in columbia they're like holy shit yeah yeah 
Ask your mom if she wants to do some psilocybin mushrooms. It might help her. Would you want to do drugs with your mom? No, no. Okay. She, she's not here with us anymore. So it'd be... Sorry to bring that up. No, it, I, I wouldn't even if she was alive. Yeah. But Okay, so do coke if it's high profile or if no, I'm in d- Colombia. <laughs> l- look. Do mushrooms. It, it, don't do acid. Do weed. Right. Don't do heroin. Yeah. Don't do heroin. No. There are things that could make your heart stop. That's scary. Like what? Cocaine. Okay. MDMA. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff can do it. You know, drinking, uh, not drinking okay. so much, but drinking is stinky. It's cunning and baffling, you know, because it could catch up with you and you don't realize it. But that you have to be drinking a lot for it to do that. Well, it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? All right, this was a little cut off there. I'm going to need to fucking drink after this. Fungus in the blood. Drinking's going to stop my heart. It was nice talking to you. Well, I still don't know what to do. Going to be honest, I still do not know what to do. It was kind of helpful. I thought that I would get an answer. And as I mentioned at the beginning, this isn't necessarily the drug talk you should have with your kids. But he did, you know, he did push the dad button in there when he said he'd shave my head. That actually scared me. If you are wondering about talking to your kids about drugs or dealing with your teen and drinking and all that, hit me up. I got some advice. Because here's the thing. I told my story about getting drunk. I didn't stop drinking. I didn't stop smoking weed. I just became very good at hiding it. I became a very good liar. And uh, that's not the best thing to admit, but kids figure out how to hide it. But at the same time, maybe this episode is good for your child to listen to because some of these stories are terrifying. And as I said, my mom scared the shit out of me. So Maybe this episode would scare the shit out of your kid. You're welcome. My dad's stories, though, I think that uh, I did learn a couple things from him. And him saying to not do acid, I actually will listen to him. Okay, maybe I'll do acid one day. But the fact that he's afraid of things being cut, it's interesting. Even though he wasn't a huge influence in my life, I'm actually like, Well, if he's afraid of it, I'm kind of afraid of it because he was way more ballsy in his youth than I was. As opposed to if my mom was like, don't do that drug, I'd be like, ugh, you always tell me not to do stuff. But because my dad was never like a huge parent figure, there's something that makes me kind of not listen to him more, but a bit more afraid of what he's afraid of. But if you have advice of how you think I should do it, the shrooms, and the self-discovery, please write me at podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, wodad or Nikki Bond, and sign up to Patreon because I'm putting up some more raw, uncut episodes up there. Patreon.com slash Nikki Bond. So just a heads up, I'm not sure about next week's episode. My dad has an emergency going on in New Orleans. So I We haven't had time, or I don't know if he'll have time to schedule a recording. 
I'm hoping we will. I have faith. However, it all depends on how this week goes. So if we don't have an episode out next week, that is why. And we will be back when everything is in the clear. For my Bobby bit today, here's uh, something that happens at the end of every conversation we have. This has been going on since I was a kid. My dad is horrible at hanging up the phone and he would never hang up unless I hung up first. So this is what happens literally at the end of our phone calls, every single one. Well, okay. I'll talk, talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. All right. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Just bye. hang out. You just hang up. I'm going to leave. Yeah, I'm you're going to leave. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm leaving. Okay, right. bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.